What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilbert. You might know me by another name. You might know me as Trubo. Oh, my God. And he's over there awkwardly dancing like only he can from California. California, I A L A. By the way, of Chi Town, he is West Coast Frank. Sexy numbers from the sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm feeling really good about that. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. What up, yeah. Frank? Yeah. Feel the beat? Feel oh. it? Yeah. Woo! No beat. Woo. I'm feeling the beat. You hear it? You feel it? Oof. That is fire. Oof. Oof. So good. Can, you can't you can't hear that? <laughs> I can't hear that. You can't hear that. Oh, that's okay. Well, Maybe by I'm the gonna, way, just... let me just say it real quick for the people in the chat. We are live on the Schmodown Entertainment. They Network. always ask. They always ask. Is this is this live? Is is this a premiere? Is this live? Is this a premiere? Is does it really matter? Hey, how you gonna does do it? my man? How you gonna do my man Antoine Lamont like that? All right, you love his name so much. He's the one who wanted to know. Yeah, I love. And Antoine. here's the other here's the other question: Is premiere does it have an R at the end or an E? I think it depends on what side of the pond you're on. I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Sure. Because I've seen it both ways. Is it like Premier. color and color? Like a U R? Oh, yeah, yeah, L-O- yeah. L-O-U-R yeah, or whatever? No, and, and the one with the U is, in fact, wrong. That's not how you spell color. I don't care where else it's spelled like that. It's just I'm wrong. still trying to figure out where they say tomato. It's like saying liqueur. It's liquor, guys. Come on. It's it's liquor. So, not liqueur. It's not like a ridiculous. This is stupid. I'm such a five-year-old. <laughs> There's a, I don't know if these are national chains or not. But there's a chain of liquor stores in Houston called Richard's Liquor, right? Okay. Right? No, Rich, yeah, Richard Li- Richard's Liquor. And so <laughs> for short, you know, what's short for Richard? Dick. <laughs> dick Liquors is what everyone calls it. <laughs> I was going to say Dick Lickies. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh God, wow. Hilarious. Okay. It's Texas. Yeah, good for yeah, you yeah. Anyway. Who knows what's gonna happen? But Who anyway, knows? guys, welcome to another edition of the Schmodown Rundown. We're back here on um, what is this? A Sunday? A Sunday evening? Uh, the day after Halloween? Frank, how was your Halloween? It was. It's pretty good. I watched a lot of movies uh, yesterday. I watched like four mm. different movies, even for Run the them month down for me. So okay, I started off the day with ET. Great, great movie. I didn't cool. see it in quite a while, and then I ended up watching the Blair Witch Project. After that. And then I watched the WNUF Halloween special that came out in 2013, but it's shot, quote unquote, like shot like it was from 1987. And it's it's a it's a news station. They did it like a Halloween special, and then it's 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 a pretty crazy kind of thing. It's really fun. Um, and then after that, I watched Ready or Not. That was okay. great, and that was a lot of fun. So yeah. Very, very uh, varied uh, movies there. Four different ones, yeah. A lot of so, it was a good time. I watched, I watched four, right? I watched four as well. I watched um, uh, the Adams Family, the '91 Adams yeah. Family. Yeah, I watched like ten minutes of that one actually before. But anyways, go ahead. Really good. Yeah, it's, great. it's, it's his name. I, I want to say it right. Is it Raul Julia? Raul Julia. Raul Julia. Yeah. Yeah, Raul. I didn't know if it was Raul. Raul. 
phenomenal. That guy was phenomenal. You know, RIP. That guy was he phenomenal. Has, he has eye sockets like Vince Vaughn. The, 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 yeah, that, they're real you know? far back. Yeah, 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 they're really good. He was great in um, Street Fighter as well, but I really liked him oh, as right. Gomez Adams. That's right. Gomez Adams. And then Angelica Houston is Morticia. Phenomenal. Hey. Hey. The Doc. Can I get a great Scott? I know. <laughs> the Doc is Fester. Chris Lloyd in the building, and this is six years after he played um, uh, Doc, and really a year between Back to the Future 3 and this movie. So anyway, I watched Adam's Family, then I went to um, Hubie Halloween. Yeah, I watched that one. On Netflix? I liked it! Pretty it's fun. It's alive. fun. Pretty decent, decent good time. It's fine. Know? It made me laugh. I like yeah. I, I like Adam Sandler, though. I like the Sandman overall. Not all of his movies, but I like him. Right. Um, how could I not? Happy Gilmore, right? And then we went from Hubie Halloween to the, the Halloween classic Hocus Pocus. Oh, sure. Uh, must must watch. Must watch. And then we rounded out the night with the new Robert Zemeckis film, Witches, on HBO. Oh, how was that? Uh, I fell asleep. I will be honest with you. I fell asleep because it was a little late. I got to the point where Anne Hathaway shows up. And, and you boy, fell asleep? is she acting. Boy, <laughs> is she acting. She is acting in this movie. Chris okay. Rock does the narration for it. Uh, Olivia Spencer plays the grandmother to this little kid. Okay. I think they're in Alabama, and then they move away because they see a witch. It's fun. It was fun. It's a, I think it's a Roald Dahl story. Um, who the guy who did Charlie and Chocolate Factory and all that stuff. Okay. So I, I had fun. I had fun. But 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 my bigger question is this: We're going to talk about horror films and Halloween films here in a minute. This is our what's it called? Our our segue. But you see, I have it. I have it up here now. Yeah. 2020 champion. Now I'm no. I'm no stranger to being a champion. We have the 2017 World Series championship right here. We have a YouTube plaque over here. Uh, Jay-Z tweeted me right there. I have many championships, too, in my illustrious career. This is one that I treasure. Um, how did you feel the next day after we did the one-chip challenge last Sunday? I felt okay for a little bit. You know, I'm not going to lie. The morning, a little tiny, it was a little, a bit, a little rough. A little you rough. Know? A little rough. But uh, once I, um, how do I put this delicately? Once I got out of my system, I was, uh, I was good to go. You know, I was good to go. So uh, yeah, just you know, God, I was like, why did I do this? It why? was pretty. It was pretty gnarly, man. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't expecting it to be that bad, and then we did it, and I was like, oh yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. And then the following day, I, I was much like you. I came in. Um, I came in about, I don't know, maybe around 11. 11, I had uh, Mother Nature going, excuse me, you remember what we did last night? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, that happened. So uh, I, had, I had the friendly reminder. However, I don't encourage anyone to do that. And I um, want to say, although I love you all, I hate you all at the same time for doing that to us. But well, we have to set goals, Frank Janish, on this yeah. show. We are live right now. I don't know if this. I don't know week to week what, if we're going to be live or not. I think we're still trying to figure that out. But, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we weren't planning to do two back to back live shows. Things just kind of uh, went a certain way that that kind of forced our hand a little bit. Um, but I think we might do. I think in the future we might do half. Pre-recorded half live, depending on what the schedule for the showdown is. Obviously, if there's like throwdowns, you know, we usually we have been going live after those. Yeah. So I would suspect those to continue if we can, 
But uh, yeah, I like doing the live shows too, even if I don't really acknowledge the chat, you know. <laughs> just to just to make them keep wondering, is this live? Is this a premiere? Is this live? You know it's live because it doesn't say premiere, premiering, it just says live. So that's true. I, I don't know if they caught on to that, Brad, but that's kind of a dead giveaway. Not everyone's as sharp as you, Frank. It's true. It's true, Brad. It's very Not everybody. True. Yeah. But we want to set goals on this show whenever <clears throat> excuse me, whenever we are live. So um what what are our goals gonna be this week around Frank Janish? Uh, you know what? I'm curious what the chat thinks because, you know, just so they know that we're listening, you know, if they have a goal in mind that they want to something they want to see us do or talk about, uh, that'd be cool, too, instead of, like, setting our mouths on fire every week or so. Um, I could not do that, <laughs> you know. Um, it's a rough second morning, although we are playing around with Jen Sturger doing it on Coming Up Next, and I said that I would do it with her. Um and I'd put like a little extra dab of de bomb hot sauce on it. Stupid, stupid man. Just to just to kind of spark it up a little bit there. Yeah. But but I feel like uh I feel like we should figure something out. But right now we'll set up we'll set a low goal for a hundred dollars. What would you like to see Frank Janish and I do? Would you like for me to dip back in my days when I was an MC and and, and freestyle about the schmodown or something for you? You know would what? You, would you like to see Frank do something musical? Maybe sing some karaoke? Um, I would like to see either one of these. So, um, I, a while ago, this is a while ago, I think, uh, I, I was scouring your own YouTube channel. I don't know if this video is still up there, uh -oh. but there was a video of you. You were interviewing, I think, Chameleon Air, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Is this still up on your channel? It might be. Okay, well, private it. Private, because I don't think anyone from the community has seen it, because what I would want to do is show people that side of Brad, because... That is a Brad that I think people would would not recognize. You'd be like, "That was that's Brad." That's I feel like Brad. I look exactly the same. No, no, no. I'm talking about the way you talk. <laughs> so the way you I've, talk. I, I, I've heard this before from yeah. Booker. So Booker made fun of me on the air uh, <laughs> on our Hall of Fame radio show on ESPN. And if you go to the comment section on that video, people are like. Booker sent me here. Booker sent me here. I don't really hear what everyone was talking about. Oh, Bradley. It is so stark. It is so obvious. And I've I've been meaning to bring it up to you. Uh, or I, at the time when I saw it, I meant to bring it up to you and I just forgot. But now that we have this opportunity, um, I think we could just private it right now because they're going to go. All these people are going to go seek it out right now. What do I care? Like we want to. That's our goal. If people want to see this video, oh, 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 okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me do it right now. You talk right. while I do this. Yeah. So let me let me look in the chat here. Oh, look at this. Look at all the. There we go. Uh, there was a super chat in here. So let's take a look at that. Canada rocks those five Canadian dollars. I like the. I don't know what that word is of your shirt. Oh, color. Okay, you misspelled it there. The favorite again. You misspelled favorite. You have a lot of misspellings here, but let me read it. I like the color of your shirt logo. The favorite was a great movie. That's true. You have no honor, Frank. Debatable. And American spelling sucks. Well, that is true, too. So thank you for that Canadian $5, Canada Rocks, and your comment. Um, let's see here. What else we got in this in this chat? Uh, Canada Rocks also says, I'm in a pissy. Maybe. Maybe. I just came back from work. Um, and then Sean Sullivan. Is this live or is this live? 
Uh, yeah, this is live, Sean. Just if you didn't know, you know. Yeah, this is this is live. That okay. So I've privated it. Good over there. So yeah, okay. I don't actually remember it being bad, but uh, it's not. It, I'm just not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it is so just like that was Brad back then. So if if we get this is a small goal, but if we yeah. get to fifty dollars today on the on the train, if we get to fifty dollars on the stream tonight. Uh, we will play this video where Frank apparently thinks that I'm a different human being. I'm telling the way you that I'm speaking. I'm telling you. I'm surprised nobody else. Um, not embarrassed, but um, so entertained. Here, he, he, here were some of the more recent comments. Booker T had me laughing when he mentioned this on the Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, all the skull like they're dead emojis. Looks like Brad was using his hood pass. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone commented. Booker wants to know who gave him the pass so he can talk to them. Uh, Booker brought me here. How about this lady here? Is she the homie? Okay, so those are some some of the last <laughs> comments on it. Oh yeah. So yeah, if you yeah. want to see it, let's see, let's see the chats now. Also, Canada Rock said for a hundred dollars, he wants some real a real backstage story. Spill some tea. I'm all down for that because I don't live in L.A. like Frank does, so I, I can tell him everything. Ooh, <laughs> I can tell him everything. I, I don't even know. If Oh man, there's one that immediately comes to mind, but it's not a hundred dollars worth. It's that's like I think I might get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> the one that I don't well, not a lot of trouble, but no, you get in some trouble if it's yeah. what I'm thinking about. No, I don't know if you know what I'm thinking. I'll put it in the private chat. Oh, okay. Put it in the private um, chat. But it was um you know, it it's I don't. I don't know. That's a tricky one because for a hundred dollars, I want to give you your money's worth, but at the same time, it's stuff we don't talk about for a reason because it's just. I don't want to say any more than that. It's just so no know. one should be able to pull this video up. Someone said in the chat that they've pulled it up. It's private, so I think that he's a liar. Um, Joshua, how? I think that you're a liar. As for more than eight years ago, for sure, more than eight years ago. That was like 2011. Or it might have been 2012. Yeah, you might be right. Okay, doesn't matter. Frank, why don't we talk about the Royal Shmoda? Uh, <laughs> before, we, before we do that, I also want to point out to everyone out there that the schedule on the website was updated this morning. So if you want to go over there, you get the whole schedule for the rest of the year. Rest of the year, everything's laid out there. Um, so if you have any questions about matches and when they're dropping and whatnot, go to the website. Schedule tab, all right there for you. The matchups, the TBD matchups, and spectacular. The whole card's laid out there as well. Um, so again, if you have any questions, go to that. Go to the website. There you go. Yeah, Majory. Uh, you know what? I'm about to put you on blast. Hey, oh no, you look like a nice person. You think that's you think that's the actual avatar? You think that's a real person? I think it, that is a real person. Yes, Brad. Is it no, the think- person? Is it this person? I don't know. I'm 50-50 on it. Yeah. This person looks like a very nice individual. And their comment is less than nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know. Because I was about to light them up. <laughs> I was about to light them up. I was about to light them up. But maybe I shouldn't. But yeah, we're going to talk about the movie Trish Modan right now. Frank Janish. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the free-for-all that went down. Um, a lot of people said they have not seen it. So if you haven't seen the free-for-all, you need to go ahead and get get on out of here. Oops, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah, thank you, Frank. Put that there up go. there. Um, 
and we're good. Okay. We're all over the place tonight. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it was on the Skybound channel. It's going to be on the YouTube channel, SEN channel, tomorrow, I think at 2 o'clock. It's going to be dropping. Uh, Again, you'll know that on the schedule tab of the website that was updated this morning. So, Sunday morning. Okay. Excuse me. I um, was eating a cough drop before we started, and somehow some of the menthol got into my nasal cavity. And uh, it's causing me quite discomfort. Maybe I need a Pocky chip to clear my sinus out. But let's talk about the horror free-for-all that went down exclusively at the Schmodown Expo. Um, It was awesome. Uh, The Skybound Expo, excuse me. It was awesome, man. It went down on Friday. If you missed it, it's over there on the Skybound Expo channel. I'm not going to tell you the timestamp on it because I want you to watch the whole thing for the Skybound people. (laughs) But it it was pretty... Cool. Now, I'm not a horror fan. Frank, where are you? On a 1 to 10, how big of a horror fan are you? On scale of 1 to 10, I'd probably say a 7. I've been recently watching more horror films uh, the past year or so. Uh, It wasn't something I grew up watching um, a whole lot just because my mom wouldn't let me because she didn't like them. So, you know, mom runs the house. So we put on what she likes. And I had no opportunity to, like, grow up with horror films, really. So it wasn't until... Uh, the past few years where I've been kind of catching up on some of the old classics. Like I didn't watch the exorcist until like a couple years ago, you know, stuff like that. Some like real um, classics or like even the shining hadn't seen it in like until a couple years ago. So um, I was able to recognize some of these movies in the free for all, but for a vast majority of them, I was like, I didn't even know this was a movie. Like this thing was a movie. Wow. Okay. So it was like, it must've been like, how how people feel when they watch Star Wars matches because I'm I think I'm semi decently knowledgeable on Star Wars, but some people are not, and so when they watch those matches, they're still entertained nonetheless, and that's how I kind of like reasoned it in my head. The, this this was one of those things to where you you could have been speaking Mandarin and it would have sounded the same to me. I I didn't get I I didn't see probably I would say ninety nine percent of the movies that were referenced. At least ninety nine percent, maybe a hundred. Uh, I'm not a horror fan at all. I'm a I'm a one on a scale of one to ten. But I still enjoy the co- the competitive aspect. So there are eighteen competitors who competed. There were some surprises, but not really. Like I would say, massive ones. Do you think that the biggest surprise was the final entrant? That was that was a great surprise. Um, I don't know if that was the biggest surprise of the like the event as a whole. Well, it's not the, the biggest surprise the event of the whole. I'm talking about surprise entries. Surprise entries, sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think that was definitely the biggest. Who else would have been? A, I think that's the, the only surprise, really. Yeah. In terms of great to see them, yeah. Yeah, like, so so for those of you wondering, we're talking about JTE. JTE came in uh, at the very last moment, number 18, in the uh, free-for-all, free-for-all, horse free-for-all. And, uh, you know, he did JTE things, but it was really fun to see him making a season seven debut almost in the month of November. Couldn't think of a more JTE-style entrance than that, but it was cool to see him, man. But let's let's talk about what do you think the overall takeaway was? Obviously, the story has been the story for the past two months in the movie series mowdown, three months in the movie series mowdown. Adam Collins won the free-for-all. <laughs> Unreal, man. Like, just to come off a tournament win, 
the deepest tournament we've ever had and for the way that he played so dominantly and then to come into a free-for-all. He was number six here, came in the second round, right, because Barbarian and Lon Harris got booted out of that first round, which is pretty crazy when you when you look at their names. And, yeah, that's what I was kind of alluding to with these uh, messages popping up that we didn't see Bibiani, but we'll get to that. Uh, Adam Collins, number six, second round, goes all the way to the end. Uh, the Cameron Rice... Um, round where had Cameron answered correctly, he would have taken out Adam Collins and Jeff Snyder even pops up in the next round and said, Cameron Rice blew it. And yeah, because that was the real danger part for Adam Collins that he escaped and then he goes on to win the whole thing. But the other big story of the, one of the other big stories was uh, Mark Edward Hoyk. I mean, the guy was an absolute machine. Yeah for about 90% of his time in there. He reminded me of a pitcher who's going seven, eight strong innings. He's throwing like a no hitter. Right. And then, and then one hits the, and then one gets into the hit in play. Right. And yeah. then the wheels start falling off. Cause he still, then he started missing, you know, two or three here. He wasn't invincible anymore. Uh, still named the MVP of the free for all here. Well-deserved. I mean, the man was an absolute, monster uh just corruption is insanely good at everything also also some some uh people i want to shout out paul preston had a really nice run very good uh really really good run there in the early goings and then um whitney seibold yes whitney whitney seibold's a bad man man he got all the way up to the final four yeah and then um then he like it was so odd when we got to the final four, Whitney had been on the entire time, barely missing anything, if anything. And then all of a sudden, he like goes over the first two or three in that final round. Was that not surprising to you? Yeah, it was so weird how just that set of questions just really, really got to him. And yeah, it, it did him in. And uh, crazy to think that he couldn't outlast JTE a little bit, you know, given how he was playing. And, uh, yeah, just really, really kind of surprising to his run there, how to end his run. But all, another guy that we should talk about, too, is Tim Franco, um, who played really well, again, from the Quirky Marks. And I, I think, I don't know, you want to get into this, how how Bibbs wasn't in this thing? I think this is a big story. Yeah. 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 So why don't, why don't you set it up for us? So who the players that did come and represent the Quirky Marks, Tim Franco and Perry Nemiroff. Uh, I think everyone knew going into this horror free-for-all that the Corky Mercs had about four solid players for, for the horror franchise, right? You had Perry, Haley, you had Tim Franco, and William Bibiani. For, I think, weeks, people were giving William Bibiani, uh, he was the major favorite to win the whole thing. He was my and, pick. Right? And, and And there's multiple reasons for that. One, the first reason would be his performances in free for alls prior, right? right? I mean, he was 100%. the MVP what two years in a row, um, almost won it there in the in the in the free for all. The last free for all we got against Dan Merle, where Dan ended up getting it, and they were the final two. Um, and then he's been very adamant about his, and we've seen it, his skill set in horror slash thriller. So much so he is trumpeting for a horror division now. 
again, I said this on coming up next. I have zero interest in a horror division. I think that horror free-for-alls, special events around the Halloween season, stuff like that makes sense. As far as a full division, I have less than zero interest. And maybe that's just me personally because I don't like horror films all that much. Yeah. But I, I don't think that there's enough sustainability there. However, if Bibbs was in this match, there's no doubt in my mind he would have won. But continue, Frank. So when I think we had Tim Franco pop up first for the Quirky Mercs, people were waiting for Bibbs. People were waiting for Bibbs. And then we get Perry, you know? And, and we're like, wow, no Bibiani. And I had read – I didn't see this with my own eyes, but I had seen some other comments that I had seen a comment from Bibiani saying that had he been in it, he could have taken Adam Collins. Um, I'm not sure if that's an exact quote, so don't quote me on whatever I'm don't trying quote to quote here. Don't quote you on the quote. Yeah, don't quote me on the on this was a quote. However, it – I kind of like that Bibiani wasn't in this in okay. this particular free for all because it does set up for a it, it does set up for a future horror free for all, which I think is reasonable to get next year. I think this one proved to be such a great success and it was a lot of fun to watch. But I think there should be another one next year of this kind. Uh, getting whether or not there's a whole division, I think that's a different topic we can get into. Another you know, so that aside. But, and, and the and the other reason I'm kind I'm a little okay with it is because quirky marks aren't in the faction hunt, you know they're they're not going to win the faction True. race. Um, had they been one of these top three teams, or had a shot at the faction race, and Bibiani wasn't in it, then I was then I would be very you know you know concerned with Coy's line of thinking in terms of how could you not put this man in the free for all. You know, he, he's your best player overall, and, and horror is one of his specialties. So, but because they weren't, I can be a little forgiving. It's still kind of a head scratcher because between Tim Franco and Perry Nemiroff, um, you know, he, he's better than both of them. Yeah. And it, it's just facts, right? And the other, and the other thing to it is, sure, maybe you want to spread that wealth around, you know, Tim's, Tim's year's done. And, and so he wasn't going to play again. Let's get the free for all the other. Th and I'm, and if I had to choose between who I'm taking out to put bibs, I'm taking out Tim Franco and putting Bibiani in there because I, I'm, I'm fine with whether it was going to be Perry or H Haley in one of those two slots, because I think you want to get the more reps because they're going into the team's tournament. You know, I, I so I'm in favor of that. Um, even if they had put both Perry and Haley, I think, you could say, I want to get them reps, get them ready for an online format, an online battle with this team's tournament. Yeah. I want them to get them in the flow. It's not really a whole lot at stake here. So let's just kind of enjoy the, you know, get used to that, feel familiar with that format because Haley hasn't dabbled in that. You know, Perry a little bit, obviously, in the singles tournament. But, you know, there's all the machinations you got to worry about with the online setting and all that. So I could have bought that, that reasoning. But I don't know. It, it, it is an interesting. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Absence, you know. Yeah. So An interesting omission. Yeah, and, and look, he was never gonna, you know. Again, the quirky works were never gonna win the faction race, so I can sit with it a little bit easier that with that kind of mentality. But still, right? Um, yeah, I get people were bummed to not see Bibiani in it, hundred percent. But I think next year, if Adam Collins is in it, Bibiani's in it. I think. Now, now we've actually really built up into something more, knowing what Adam Collins can do in horror. 
and the likes of Whitney and Mark Edward Hoyk. And Bibiani is, you know, the guy in waiting really now for if this thing comes back next year. Well, let me ask you this. Was this it was this a was this a flaw? Even though he got the point, was this was this a a misstep by Shannon Barney to put Adam Collins in this match? The reason I ask that, the reason I ask, I, you know, just the reason. Adam Collins said something that was pretty interesting at the end of that free for all. He said, "Guess the cat's out of the bag. I'm really good at horror." Mmm, interesting, right? You could kind of, you know, kayfabe that a little bit more, my guy. Right, but now Dan Merle, guess what he's gonna do? Avoid horror, <laughs> right? He's he's not gonna. Although Dan, you know, is well versed in horror as well. You know, now he knows again. Dan's pulling out the notebook and jotting stuff down. He said to Jen and I on coming up next, Dan Merle, that is pronouns, pal. That he um, that that he's taken a lot of notes and done a lot of game planning already on Adam Collins, and now that he knows this. I think that I think that as great as it is, obviously, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been in there, but mm-hmm. to win four points. But now that we know, now we know, yeah, how great he is at horror. I just wonder if his if if his ultimate goal, Adam Collins' ultimate goal, is to beat Dan Merle at the spectacular for the championship. You don't have to go out and and broadcast your strengths right now. Sure, he's going to be in the team's tournament, but again, you can kayfabe your strengths because you can say, "Oh, maybe that was Marisol's strength. Maybe Adam Collins." You don't yeah, really know. Yeah. But this time, it's a big, it's a big uh, matzo ball out there, George. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a misstep at all, and I think it's when you when you are as good of a player even borderline great as a player as Adam Collins is, I think it's much more intimidating when you're at that level for everyone to know what you're good at. Because Dan Merle still has to ask himself, what is he not good at? He didn't get that answer watching the free-for-all. No, that's true. So not to mention, is Dan going to... You know, there's no opponents or spinners going to be on that wheel, presumably, right? Like 99.9% Dan's not going to yeah. put it on for the telematch, right? So if Dan lands on horror, well, now he's got to think, should I take it? Or do I pass on it? Because if I take it, then I can make sure Adam Collins doesn't get that because I know he's really good. So he might just, he probably will sweep it and all this and that and the other. So it's actually, as much as you might think it's, a pro for Dan Merle to have this information, it could work against him in a, in a psychological strategic manner, because if Adam Collins hits horror and let's say, let's say Adam Collins has a one point league when that second round and he lands on a horror, I think Dan's going to feel it's like, all right, great. You know, I'm already behind by one point. Let's say going to the second round, he's probably going to sweep this. Then he does. And you're like, you know, maybe, maybe the showdown gods are in his favor today. He got a really good spin. You know, but if he, but if Dan lands on it now, he's got to think: Should I take it to prevent to block it from Adam, or should I spend for my own category that I was strategically trying to go after? So I think you could. It depends how you want to look at it and how you approach it. But sure, the more information you have on a player is always a nice thing. But it's what you do with that information, how it affects you uh, going forward, and you know, time will tell. All right, now let me ask you this: I, I see it again. Now I pay attention. To the chat, unlike Frank Jenner. 
People are saying that uh, Horror Division, Hamstrang says horror goes way deeper than Star Wars and absolutely deserves its own division. He goes on to say, with a horror division, MTS will likely gain a bunch of diehard fans they currently don't have. And then Mike, uh, Michael Santorin? 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 Says hashtag horror division 2022. So he's like, yeah, you know, 2021. Yeah, yeah. we'll wait. <laughs> 2022. What do you think? I, I, I am, I don't think I could be more opposed to an idea. But what do you think? So when I look at it personally, it's mm -hmm. not something that I know that I, I, I can watch and get even round one questions right. Probably not, given the way I watch this free-for-all. So it, it won't be appealing to me in that sense. I think those that, um, you know, when they point the finger at, well, there's a Star Wars division. Yeah, it's true. But how many matches do we really get for that, you know? Um, we had a tournament this year, and that was probably an outlier. Right. And even still, I, I you know, I, I don't know that Star Wars is going to grow beyond that. You know, um, for horror, I think it's I would like to see a horror free for all every year for sure for this time of year, because there's not really a whole lot going on in the lead up to Spectacular. Yeah, we have these tournaments going on, but nothing of this sort. You know, typically the normal normally when we have free for all that's in the spring in the beginning of the year, a month or two into the into the season. And then it's tournament season and we have some title matches along the way. But we don't have another kind of event like this in the fall. You know, we have collision. You know, and so in the middle of the year, but nothing kind of like bridging the gap because it's all tournaments. But once you're done with the tournament, then we don't see you. A free for all is a good way to kind of bring back some people like we did right now and remind people, oh, yeah, Mark Edward Hoig is really good, you know, right? Um, or Tim Franco, really good. Whitney, really good. Paul Preston, still really good players. And you can kind of see these familiar or fan favorite faces, if you will. So I think it'd be a nice wrinkle. Um, as far as a, another division, I don't know that after a COVID year like this, we begin expanding because we're still, as much as we're doing a whole lot, I still feel like the league is sort of in a standstill at a pause at the moment. We're not right. our true selves right now. And we just had this, this year where we're first teaming up with Skybound and obviously things aren't going according to plan. So I don't know that we're at uh, at a capacity to, bring on another division because you can't really add this to the already heavy workload of all the, of the writers. You know, there's about four or five of them to throw in another division. Um, you know, not ideal. And I think there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's got to work out, work itself out before we, we start adding other types of divisions. And if we are, I'm cool with putting horror right at the top of the list for next up, you know, um, I think this free-for-all has proven that it can be still entertaining and we have enough people um, currently in the league, at least currently, to kind of fill it out, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not opposed to it, but I, I just don't think we really have the capacity for expansion at this point, given the way we've, ha we've had to operate this year. It just impacts everything in the future. Yeah, I, I think that I think that yeah, is probably why. Man, my man, Mr. Santarin. I hope I, I want him to phonetically spell it so I can get it right. But I think that that's what he was saying. Maybe 2022 is something we can look at. I mean, here's the thing. I think that my my point against Hamstract, I believe that's how you say his name. Um, 
is this. When he says likely gain a bunch of diehard fans. Well, when you say diehard, first of all, when you say the word fan, I'm a fan of a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I'm only a diehard fan of a few things. And when you're a diehard fan, that means it's it's more niche, right? It's a yeah. smaller circle. Star Wars, I, I don't I don't consider that a niche genre, right, uh, of movies. Star Wars is universally loved, right? And I'm not saying horror films aren't, but what is the what is the Star Wars equivalent in the horror world? Uh, I don't know. It depends who you ask. It's so varied. You know, it's well, that's so many... my point. That's my point. Is like if you say and like I know there's Star Trek, but when you say Star Wars, everybody knows Darth Vader. Yeah. Everybody knows Luke Skywalker. You know the Force. You know lightsaber. I mean, you know. Even if you've never seen the film, I could call Farah the float right now and ask her questions. She's never seen a single Star Wars movie, not one. And I guarantee you, she knows all those people, right? And with with horror, I just don't feel that there's that universal understanding of these things to where even if you're um, not a huge Star Wars fan, you could watch a Star Wars match and 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 you'll be entertained. I don't I don't know a lot about Star Wars, and yeah. every time I watch a Star Wars match, even the entire tournament, I was fully enthralled and entertained the entire time. And I think um, go ahead. the other thing too is even if you are, even if there are, are there are all these other horror fans out there in the world, it doesn't necessarily mean they like answering or watching trivia about it. it just sure. means they like watching the movies and that's cool too you know obviously so it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to bring in um viewers for the sake of trivia uh, whereas i think when you look at and and it could but i think you know if the showdown is going to expand with different divisions i think gauging interest based on this group that we have right now within the Facebook group or on Twitter engaging that interest. Is it something that we would like who are currently witnessing the showdown? I think, yeah, there's a large contingent out there uh, that would do it. But if, if the argument is to bring in other people, well, I think, then I think we got to do some homework and some research to see if it, that's a viable route to go. And that'll bring in other um or a newer fan base, new fans. Well, because if it does, then yeah, I'm absolutely all for that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm all for new fans, obviously. But my thing is this: my thing is with the horror division is okay. When you go back to Star Wars or you go back to Inner Geekdom, you know why these are are kind of no brainers for divisions because they're typically number one at the box office, right? And what does that mean? What does number one at the box office mean? It means a lot of people like it, right? I don't know. Has there ever been a horror film who was number one at the box office for the whole year? The top grossing film of the entire year? Has there ever been one? I would be shocked if there was. Uh, I, I'm not a box office expert uh, there, Brad. Uh, I do want to point out, highlight this comment here. I think both of you are speaking too much off your own personal opinions of horror, not what a mass group of people would like. I think I disagree with that, but continue. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think – I'm – I, I'm agreeing that there probably are. There's a lot of people out there that like horror, but do they also yeah, yeah, but, like but, 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 trivia? Yeah. And so what I'm saying, and, and so, and, and and a lot of people like in our community, at least you know our tight showdown fan community. There's people who want an MCU division or a Disney division or you know horror division, and so it does expansion make sense on a business level? As and. And it's not to say that overrides any fan level, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, 
it's it costs money to run this stuff. That's why we're doing all the things that we're doing to try to get the lights on, you know, at all these different shows and trying to give a diverse uh, um, plate of of options on the SEN network. And and if horror, I'm not against the horror division. I'm not, but I just I think I, make, I think just, it needs to make sense. I, well, I mean, look. Why would you be against I'm, it? You don't have to watch it, Brad. No, I'm, I'm against a horror it. division the same way I would be against an action division, the same way I'd be against a rom-com division, the same way – because I, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, the, but do we need divisions for all these things? Yeah. Or can they just be in the movie trivia schmodown proper? I think that people get too hung up on inner geekdom, right? And, and, and look, if you want to argue one division should go away, yeah, you can argue the Star Wars division, sure. Like you can argue that. I don't think that it should because of, of the amount of it that we get per year. Yeah. Now, you know my feelings on I don't know if there should be a Star Wars champion. Right, uh, right. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of leaning that way as well. But that That is different, right? But yeah. my guy J.J. Winward comes through. Still waiting on the Greg Kinnear division, <laughs> right? It's like how much yeah, are we going to yeah. look at this, right? How yeah. much are we going to look at this? And to me, I love the fandom of, of different movies, right? I mean, I love – Back to the Future, but I'm not advocating for a Back to the Future move, uh, division, right? I, I that would be just as stupid, in my opinion. Well, as, 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 I think uh, it's a kind uh, of a things are wrong comparison to make. I mean, yeah. I, well, well, I don't, I just don't think that's a great comparison because you're talking about three movies as compared to thousands in the horror okay. genre. You know, okay, but if I said sci- like, there's not a sci-fi division, right, or an yeah, action right. comedy division, mm-hmm. and I don't think that there should be. I think that. If you're great at horror and you're a horror fan, when you see these horror exhibition matches, when you see the horror free for all, that's what that's that that's what you're looking for, right? They're diehard fans who want that content, and I think that I love Frank's idea of all every year we have a horror division or a horror free for all, but an entire division dedicated to it, to where you're running it 52 weeks a year or 50 weeks a year. There's about a two week break normally in the in the season. I just I don't think that that's I don't think that that's feasible from a monetary perspective. I also don't think that, I, and I think if you were to do divisions mm-hmm. of of genre films, I still think horror would be the last. You know what I mean? I think an, I think a franchise division that you've done before you've suggested that I think that that's far better idea than a horror division. I think an action division would be more popular. A romantic comedy division would be more popular. A comedy division would be probably the most popular. And then we'll talk about horror. I think that's low on the list. It just doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, we, we, if the showdown is going to expand, I, I think they're going to – they would do their homework and research and see is there really an audience for this that, that could make it worth our while? Because if, if that is the case, then, then yeah, go ahead and do it. But – I can't sit here and tell you that I'm going to watch every horror division as as a fan, as personally speaking. But I know other people would probably just watch the horror division matches and not watch anything else. Maybe they would, maybe they won't. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I, I I get it. People want different things, but also I think given this point in time uh, that we're that we're currently in, probably not a great idea, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I want a lot of stuff, man. I want a lot. I want a Survivor Series style match in the movie Trivia Shmoda. I'm gonna pitch that until the end of time. And let me say this too about Star Wars. I'd be okay if we just did only a tournament once a year. I would be too. You know, um, which we more or less kind of get in a sense 
uh, in the past years where we actually, I mean, we've had the most Star Wars matches ever, right? But mm-hmm. I think um, if we did that for horror, another eight-person tournament, cool, you know, and, and then we're done, you know. So, because I think we probably would use almost about the same amount of questions as we did a free-for-all or an eight-person tournament, you know. So, well, and, and the thing is, I, I again, I'll say it one more time. If we do the uh, the one year, what one time a year, the Star Wars tournament, like what you could do is you do the tournament, and instead of having Demolanta and Ace live on Twitch, you know, like obviously we had to do it this year for COVID, but I'm saying instead we're doing it live on Twitch at the end of the season, right? I mean, you, you have the, the two finals go. And then at the spectacular, that's where the Star Wars champion for the year is crowned, right? My I do Super like Bowl that idea. idea. Yeah, I like that idea. It just makes too much sense, man. It makes too much sense. <laughs> if if Damon loses the title, I feel like we we do that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, do. I don't know. I don't know about that. But I mean, the, another thing that was I know other people pointed out, I know as a, in terms of an omission, Tom from the Den. You know, you know, and like I have to agree. I think um, we had Paul Preston in there and then we had Rachel Silvestrini. But all the people were like, oh, where's Tom? I feel like this would be right up his alley. And I don't know whether or not he couldn't make the shoot date or what happened there. But uh, I think that's another notable um, uh, absence there from from the horror free film. Maybe we get it next year. I don't know. Let's look through a couple of our comments here. Dave says a rom-com division would absolutely work. I showed this rom-com exhibition to a woman on a date last weekend, and she loved it. I scored major points. Shout out to you, man. Uh, <laughs> look, on a date. Wow. Look, at look you. there's there's. Brad, do you like ice cream? Yeah, I do. Do you eat it every day? Do you eat it every week? I don't. No. I love ice cream. But... Just once or twice a month, maybe I'm like in the mood for it, and I have it. And then I'm like, you know, what? I'm good for a while. Yeah, I'm good I for a frozen while. yogurt yesterday. Just I, because you you like something, you know, sometimes moderation is key with certain things, especially when it's so it's such a niche thing. Star Wars, we don't get it all the time, do we? But when we do, I get pretty excited for it. It's true. And the tournament run was fun, but. Given the way these matches were like everyone's basically just going to miss one or two questions, it kind of loses a little bit of its appeal in terms of you know what's going to happen. I don't know. I know almost how every Star Wars match is going to go. Someone's going to go perfect or miss one or two, and then that, and that's really it. Right. It's so exciting when it's in a limited dose in moderation. But if I had to watch that every week. Or it's like same old, same old. We get to the okay, it all comes down to the five pointer. There's really like nothing to talk about at that point. Right. It's like every every prediction would be the same. Whoever misses their five, whoever misses their five. Yeah, no kidding. Like let's look through so a couple how, more yeah. comments. Uh you say Keel is it supposed to be Kelix? 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 Are they eating the ghost pepper chip again today? Hell no, unless y'all put 500 in this chat, man. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, I don't even have another one on hand, so. Salad Von Baco says that's a great idea, but what was the idea? I, w- I want to know. Joshua House says, I want the Nicolas Cage match that takes place in a literal cage in Booker T's arena. <laughs> think there was guys suggested that that would be hilarious. See, I like these, like, these one-off types of things are great. But then people go, oh, let's make this a division. Well, again, I can point back to the ice cream kind of example. 
Patrick Patton, solid name, says, I think horror matches are good for October because even people who are less interested in the genre get more in the Halloween spirit around that time and would be more open to watching it then. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. My man, Patrick Patton, double P. Yeah, he hit it on the head right there. He hit it on the head. Well, um, I don't know. Put it in the comments. I sometimes, sometimes I'm I'm unaware, like a couple of people said, um, that I I'm unaware of of how big of a fandom is out there. So I could be wrong. You could be wrong, Frank. I mean, the, the horror division could be the right way. Leave it in the chat, um, Frank. Let's talk about our next topic at hand after the free for all. We're in this faction race, man. Corruption has extended the lead to 11 points. Swag has 48. Exchange has 47. They're still in the hunt, but it's not looking likely. It's going to be tough because if you go to the schedule on the website, you can, uh, we've laid out the spectacular card there. And right now, we know that Swag is going to be playing for the Star Wars title. Yep. We'll be defending the Inner Geekdom title. Yep. Will they have a shot? At the team's title, we're going to talk about the team's tournament a little bit here. And then when you look at Corruption, well, they're playing for the Inner Geekdom title and the singles title. Will they play for a team's title? Will Deception make it that far? When you look at the FinSec Exchange, right now they're playing for only the singles title. They could possibly play for the teams, but they won't have a crack at Star Wars or Inner Geekdom. So those teams are still in the hunt because they have shots at Spectacular, right? Uh, the other two matches, the, the Jericho and Brittany Young, was just announced that it's going to have no effect on the faction race because that's Rockstars and Dungeon. Dungeon, again, at the bottom <laughs> of the, the pile there. Rockstars is mid-tier, but nowhere in reaching distance for the faction race. And then Kevin Smith and Brett Sheridan. That's Quirky Mercs and The Den, again, completely out of the race. So, Finstock Exchange, Swag, and you know they have shots uh, at potentially taking the faction title there. But Corruption, with an 11-point lead heading into the final tournament of the year, and it's a shortened tournament, which really sucks if you're swagging in the Finstock Exchange because you need more opportunities. Uh, like uh, Adam Collins was able to rack up all those points, and Swag in the Exchange also had the same opportunity, right? So uh, with a shortened schedule, leaves less opportunity for a team like the Founding Fathers or let's say final exam, go on a long run and make up the difference. Because even if I think the exchange went out, so let's say, so the first round would be three points. Semi-final would be another three, let's say minimum. So that's six. And if they win the whole thing, that's nine. They would still go into spectacular trailing by a couple of points. And that's, and that's assuming deception doesn't even win their first match because they might. So that's another three points. So I think deception or rather corruption Whoever wins, if it's like exchange or swag, um, win the, the the team tournament, they're still going to be behind, even if Deception yeah. doesn't win a match in the tournament, which is still scary because then, with Corruption having two still title shots for a minimum of 10 points now right there, they could still lock it up even if swag, well, depending if swag gets that team title shot, you know, and... and a lot of different scenarios would have to happen, but corruption is definitely in the driver's seat in terms of uh, what their what their destiny might be at the end of the year. I I just eleven points. You know, it's funny. I was listening to Adam Sandler. He was on Conan O'Brien a long time ago, but it was one of those clips that pop up. 
mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he and Jack Nicholson went were at courtside at a Laker game, and they were playing the Thunder. And it was the final four minutes. Jack looked up at the scoreboard, and the Lakers were down 19 points, right? And Jack turns to Adam, and they're sitting right next to the Laker bench, by the way. He uh, Jack turns to Adam, and he says, all right, let's go. All right? And Adam's like, uh, you know, are you, are you sure, Jack? Uh, you know, uh, we should stay for the game. You know? and, uh, and, and Jack goes, we're going to go now. And um, Adam says, oh, okay, whatever you, whatever you say, Jack. And they, they left, right? They got up in the, uh, you know, toward the end of the fourth quarter. And he said, all the fans were like, Jack, where are you going? Adam, Sam, man, where are you going? He said, Lakers players were looking at him d- in disdain, right? And, uh, and and he said, well, that was just, what are you going to tell Jack? You know, the, the, it's over when it's over, right? He said that he told Jack, they might be able to come back from these 19 points. And Jack Nicholson goes, look, man, there's three minutes left in the game. That means they have to score. 20 points and OKC has to score zero. It's not happening. And that's why they left, right? I say all this to say corruption, 11 points. I just don't see it. I'm, I'm ready to get up with Jack Nicholson and just go home. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. ready to go home. I just, that, I mean, that's a pretty significant lead with the amount of matches that are left. If you're able to put the entire schedule up for the end of the year, that means there's not a whole lot of matches left, right? We have the teams tournament, which is going to take up the bulk of the rest of the year, and then you have um, the spectacular, and, and the the Wildberry retirement match, and the Wildberry retirement that's wagon match. corruption. So I mean, that's a pretty big match now. It is a big match, and I would say that corruption looks a little bit better in that one. I would favor corruption, yeah, uh, with with Elliot there. But e- even though, even with that swing, when you look at the free for all, I mean the the uh, spectacular card. I just don't see it, man. I just don't see anybody catching them. I really don't. I really don't. Um, so, Frank Janish, while we look at this bracket for the team's tourney here, let's talk about it. Founding father is an odd couple, favored to win. Final exam and deception might be the dark horses of this tournament. After Adam Collins' performance, perhaps they have moved into a favorite position. I don't know. But what 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 say you about the team's tournament, Frank Janish? Well, I think. Corruption got great seating here because they are not on the side of Swag or the Finsack Exchange. Finsack Exchange and Swag are on the same side of the bracket. And if they both win their first matches, they're going to meet and cancel one each other out. And that's great for corruption because that means there would, there would, there's no possibility for a Finsack Exchange Swag final, you know. So that's great news for corruption in terms of making sure someone doesn't really get on their heels by the time we hit hit spectacular. Deception has a has I think a pretty they have an okay shot at potentially reaching the final because I think if they're able to do what I think I've seen a lot of polls right now are saying that and I think it's most because of the Adam Collins hype that they could potentially beat the lethal weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have to face the odd couple, which the odd couple, you know, I do. I actually have the odd couple winning the tournament. Um, really? I do. I have an odd couple founding fathers final. Um, and I think odd couple is going to win. Uh, okay. Well, let's look at this. Hold on. Yeah. So odd couple beats category nine. Yeah. Okay. I, I could see that happening. Well, and 
And here's the thing about Category 9, and I'm curious because Brandon Hanna, this is his first time playing outside of Inner Geekdom. He's teamed up here mm -hmm. with Jada Paramo, who's been a great rookie, a little more under the radar thanks to performances like Barbarian and Adam Collins and even Ben Goddard. Uh, Jader has had a pretty decent year for a dude plucked out of the audience, but he always stumbles into trouble with that second round. Can Brandon Hanna, you know, with his actual match experience, can he carry that over and, and help Jader navigate a second round with himself and, and potentially put some pressure on the odd couple? Because I think Category 9 will probably have a pretty decent first round. I think if they're around the 12, 13-point range, uh, mm -hmm. they'll be in business and, and, put, and, and make odd couple have to play a little more honest Probably, I think uh, Odd Couple will still, I think, come out with a victory here. They're just too seasoned of a team. They've been through a lot. They've held the belts. They've beaten the Shire Wolves, right? So they have a lot going for them. Category 9 is in a tough spot. But, you know, never say never. We've seen crazy things happen, right? We have. So I'm looking at this bracket, and I'm just, just trying to think it out here. So I, I agree. I think Odd Couple takes Category 9. I'm going to come back to the Deception Lethal Weapons. I have no idea mm -hmm. about that one. That's a tough one. I think, I think the uh, Misfits get in. I don't know. Perry's been playing pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to say Witching Power gets in. The play-in. Founding Fathers beats them. Okay. Now they're in the semis. Final Exam, Tom and Paul. That's another toss-up. I'm going to go Final Exam. Yeah. Just because of how they were playing leading up into this and the one Tom Paul match we saw, it wasn't the most impressive showing by them. I know they had categories that didn't fall their way. Nevertheless, so let's say Final Exam, Founding Fathers. I'm going to say Founding Fathers in that match, although it's going to be a, a, a brawl and have Oyama and Dan back in the mix. That's great. Oh, man. Yeah. Roka and John. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Roka and um, Lon might be really be the story there. Right to see who outperforms who. I think Lon's yeah. been playing better than John as of late, so that could that could come into. It. So I don't know, but I'm gonna say Founding Fathers. Okay, boom, they're in the finals. Deception, Lethal Weapons. I just I love Andrew Guy. Salute. I just don't know if if Ethan can carry that team by himself, just with the way that, that guy's been playing lately. Uh, I still have guys performance in the Jericho match in my head. Yeah. Jericho Smith, you know, the, the prelim. Right, 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 been. right. So, with all that being said, I think Deception beats them with the way Collins has been playing. They have odd couple Deception. No, you know what, man? I see Founding Fathers Deception as the final. Wow. That's what I see. Now, I don't know a lot about Marisol, but I, I think that I see Founding Fathers Deception as the final. And I say Founding Fathers beats him. That's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah, I think when I look at the Misfits and the Witching Power, um, two factions are out of the race, you know. I, I, I like the teaming and the pairing of of Adam Witt and Eric Zipper. But I think the chemistry there between Perry and Haley is undeniable. Obviously, they do a, a podcast together, The Witching Hour, and now here they are, The Witching Power. Uh, I... I I think I'd still take Adam uh, Adam Wynn and Eric Zipper. I think their experience and, and their knowledge. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's a very interesting play and match too. It's a great it's a great matchup. But I think the Misfits just might edge them out there. And then yeah, they got to play the Founding Fathers. And look, I, I 
John d- doesn't have the wins in his column this year, but he has played very, very solid, very good, really. Um, even his loss against Ethan Irwin, he played great. You know, it just was one of those things that just didn't go his way. But And even his match against Adam Collins, while not the greatest performance, but, it, you know, it was, very, it was still a very above average. And, yeah, he got TKO'd, but I still think he played played pretty solid, and I don't see his confidence um, taking any sort of hit, especially when he's teamed up with Dan Merle. Um, so I fully expect Founding Fathers, you know, obviously to advance there to the semis, and I think they're going to meet final exam. Um, there has just been something about the pairing of Tom and Paul that really hasn't worked for me from, from the get-go, really. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but even then, I was like, you know what, just wait and see, because... You never know. There's two great individual players, and, and they've, you know, well, I think Tom was already a great team player when he was with, um, wow, what was the name of that team? The, uh, the with Video Drew. I can't, wow, it just oh escaped my, my mind. The, not the Misfits, the, uh, 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 uh in, <laughs> I Looney can't Man. think of Looney, Looney Man. Man. Yes, wow. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Woo. A little too much pumpkin the other day um too much uh pocky chip <laughs> yeah so we had already known kind of the level that tom could play and you know his first rounds were incredible second rounds and he missed like one or two three pointers but you know so does everybody paul Preston has always played great in singles he had a run you know um but something just doesn't sit with me for tom and paul and final exam i mean paul yama and lon harris are a great Great match. I mean, they played so yeah. well, and yeah, they had a tough match against Shazam. And I think if there's any team out there that could take down Shazam, I think they're one of them. I think they actually have a decent shot at, at beating Shazam, but can they get to that stage at the end of the year? I don't know. But even with that said, I have Finding Fathers over Final Exam. Uh, I just think, yeah, me too. When you look at Lon Harris. And the way he played against Adam Collins, I don't. There's a strategic error there, mostly as opposed to knowledge. Some of that, but Paul Oyama is your partner, and he's he's very strategic minded, and I think he can um, level out the playing field there, or in terms of level out, you know, level headedness rather. So. That's an, that's an asset for Lon. And Paul Yama, he's been locked in. He's been locked in, and yeah, he hasn't had the greatest of years, you know, coming off a, a title run last year. But the dude is very dangerous. He's locked in in this type of format. You see it. Even in, in, in the free-for-all here, it was great to see him play. And, you know, he had a tough round. Uh, I mean, he took out Ethan Irwin big time, um, you know. So he's still a dangerous, dangerous player. But I just think as well as Roka has been playing, as as great as Merle has been playing, I think there's still too much for final exam, and we're going to see a founding fathers in the final against the Rockstars. And how they get there is they're going to have to beat Deception. I do have Deception over the Lethal Weapons, and it's not easy. It's not going to be an easy it's match. It's not easy. Because Ethan Irwin's right there, and a locked-in Andrew guy, which I think we will see on that day when they play. I still I think the Adam Collins hype train is going to keep chugging along. And uh, I think Marisol might turn out to be uh, the MVP of that match. In fact, you know, it'd be, that'd be great story, but 
them having to play the odd couple. And I picked Deception because I think they're just – I think they are good enough to beat Lethal Weapons. But I also think Lethal Weapons is good enough to beat Deception. But the main reason I'm – one of the other reasons I'm picking Deception is I want to see Jeff Snyder and Adam Collins on the screen again. Yeah. For the third time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and, yes. You know, Adam Collins right now is – well, free-for-all doesn't necessarily count in the win column against Snyder. He still outlasted him. He was there before him. He was there after him. And then he won the whole thing. Right, a free for all. We all obviously know the singles tournament. But to see Snyder and Collins in the team tournament in a semifinal, even though it's a shortened tournament, who cares? Then still playing for the right, basically for a number one contenders match, would be incredible. And I think if Snyder were to topple the kid and, and his partner Marisol. That'd be that'd be a cool story, uh, just another feather in Snyder's cap, and add again to the legacy that is Snyder, and continue the revenge tour. People he's lost to, he's beaten. You know, he lost to Ethan Irwin earlier this year, mm-hmm. beat him in the tournament. Mm-hmm. He lost to Paul last year in New York, Ooh, beat him in yeah. the tournament. Lost to Adam Collins in the tournament final. Can he beat him in teams? Oh, that'd be so. Cool. That's the story I'm kind of rooting for there. Well, well, John Kaiser really summing up. Um, <laughs> His managerial skills this year. Goose luck. Zip and wit. Oh, John. Oh, why did he spell check $5? Oh, come on, John. Oh, boy. Thank you. I think that puts us about 25. So that's only halfway to our goal of 50 to see this embarrassing video. Not as great as last year, uh, last, uh, last time around. John Kaiser spoiled the Mandalorian in the chat. Should I read it? No. Gotta wait till Monday. Okay. Thank you. That was pretty funny. That was classic Kaiser. But Frank, I think that that's pretty, a pretty good place to end it here. Is there anything else um, you want to say? I just want to make sure that we have all the super chats here. Cause I actually was able to pull out the list here. Oh, look at you. You're very, you're yeah. very efficient. I figured it out actually. Good. Uh, so actually I could get the total here. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. We got 30. Hmm. 30, but I don't know how much of those fight out Canadians. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what those count fully. Yeah. Let's just uh let's do a conversion. That's like two fifty. Yeah, two two fifty. Let's see. Yeah. Uh okay. Well, oh okay. Oh, I see the the Kaiser. Uh yo, the Mandalorian had dinner with the sand people. Bro, that was crazy. It was kind of crazy. It's not really a spoiler, yeah. It's not really a spoiler. But... Okay, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, and then, oh, Chris Chris Stockhouse asked, what was your favorite entrance costume from the how, the horror free-for-all? I really like Cam Rice's because he was unrecognizable. That and the I like turtles. I was like, that's phenomenal. I, I like turtles. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, that was um, probably my favorite one. And oh, Solid Von Bacco had said, how do you guys think Bibbs would have done if he had competed in the horror he free-for-all? Crushed it. Why do you think he didn't? Yeah, we, we talked about that, but just want to make sure we read your he super chat there. It. Yeah, I mean, would he have won it? Yes. Oh, because he had he didn't win the other free for alls he was in, even though he but got right to the end. This was a specifically. Okay, he he, I won. think he would have. I don't he know. Won. I don't know that he would have won. He would. I don't know because he he's failed to close the deal a couple times now. Whoa, 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 whoa! Coming in second out of fifty people mm-hmm. isn't failing. 
It's knocking did he, on the door. Did he win, Brad? Did look, he win? Look, look. The first, did he the win? First year, let, let me tell you something. The first year, Bibbs, he he tapped on the door, right? The second year, in the in the free-for-all where he went up against Dan, he knocked on the door. Mm-hmm. This year, if he would have been in the horror free-for-all, he would have knocked the door down, Frank Janish, and he would have walked right on through it and cashed his chips. But no matter what happens, he wasn't in the horror free-for-all, but he's going to be in that team's final, or really in the, the team's championship match, come the spectacular. And guess what's going to have to happen, Janish? For you to beat William the Beast Bibiani, for you to beat Brendan the Kid Meyer, you know what you're going to have to do? You know what you're going to have to do? You, do you know what you're going to have to do? Uh-huh. And if you find the tin the roni that is right for you. You're going to have to find the tenderoni that is right for you. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. I'm calling it right now. Calling the shot. Shazam beats whoever comes out of this tournament final, and they're going to walk away with all the gold, baby. If I were to add to that, I I, I do think Shazam will retain. I do. Whoever comes out of that. But Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it... It, my opinion could change depending how the team that comes out of that, how well have they played, how they looked. Um, but Shazam, man, their numbers are just crazy good. And, and now they're the champs. So I, I doubt my opinion will change, but I will hold for a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll still say there's a slight chance it could change, but I mean, it, if – Whoever comes out and they just aced every single match, then I would have to be. I would give me a lot of pause. I'd be like, "Oof, they're playing real yeah. good," uh, you know. And they got some momentum with them because um, the layoff between that tournament final and spectacular won't be as long as what Shazam's going to have to go through. So that I think that is something to keep in mind. But it might all be moot depending how that that team won the tournament. So we shall see. We shall see. But. The tournament kicks off uh, tomorrow, right? The team's tournament yeah, kicks off patrons. tomorrow. Yeah, for patrons only for tomorrow. So go check that out. And uh, Frank Janish, why do you let people know where they can find you and follow you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankieJ29. Also, PSA, if you're looking for the horror free-for-all, it will be on the SEN channel tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So if, you don't, right. wanna, so if you don't want to go over to the Skybound channel and go th- and scrub through that video, you can wait or relive it. encourage you to do relive so. it. Yeah. You can encourage you to do both. Do both. Do it it all. And then, yeah. Do it all. You can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. Check out tomorrow. I got another episode of Back to the Future, the podcast season seven dropping. Been a really cool season. That's fourth episode this season. I have all to the end of the year past that. Excuse me. Of more more Back to the Future, the podcast. Go check that out. And uh, just a reminder to everybody watching, uh, Tuesday is election day. You can vote and go out and vote. Uh, But... Regardless, if you have already voted or if you haven't, just please stay safe on Election Day. We love all of our Shimona community, so just stay safe out there. Uh, sometimes it can get rowdy. So uh, don't be a, don't be one of the rowdy ones and don't be involved in any of the rowdy business. Don't concern yourself in business that don't concern you, right? Don't do it. Stay drama-free. Just go and vote, and then we'll watch the returns and <sighs> see what happens. Frank Janet. I'm saying we're not going to see that video tonight. I know. Should I play it anyway? No. No. They need to earn it. All right, Frank Jettis. (laughs) 
for for the for Frank, he is West Coast Frank. He is Frank Jenga Janis. He is numbers. He is stats. He is the truth. And sometimes he is Franklin Delano Janish. And I am the vote Brad Gilmore. This is the Smoke Down Rundown. I'll see you next week.